Hey guys, it's Alfredo. And this is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This week we have uh, Actors Week. We haven't done one of these in a, in a little bit. No, a little minute. A little minute. It's been a while. But a little minute. The recent one, as you mentioned, we actually triggered the actor. He listened to our episode and it. And what ensued after at the Oscars was uh, not our fault. We're not mm. taking responsibility. But we theorized that he listened to our episode, was not happy with the comments we made. And that, that kind of built up to what happened. So in a way, Film Purgatory, you know, is a part of big news media. I don't know. I think Strikes it, again. We have that much of an influence, I guess. You know, we so all... All 10,000 of our listeners. We all have a right to dream, Brian. And uh, Film Purgatory is no exception. We strike again. I don't dream, I manifest. There you go. We did. We did it. Multiple times. <laughs> Multiple times. What was the other one? We did the Will Smith. Oh, they, they announced the... The um, I Am Legend. Legend. Yeah. So well, we had a real big impact on Will Smith's life. Well, I mean, I don't think it's happening now. I doubt it's happening now. It could still happen with Michael B. Jordan. Okay, yeah, that's why I can see I, that. And I like him. I think I he's a good that. actor. I can see him doing that. He's, he's going through some stuff, too. Oh. The, the whole Harvey breakup. Up yeah. Hey, good for him. I heard he cheated. If he did, good for her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, this is another Actors Week. I don't know. I'm going to say a number. It might not be wrong. Um, Actors Week number five. We should start gossiping because I feel like gossiping is what made TMZ what it is. Gossip column. Like all right. we're going to be the gossip film purgatory. So we're going to talk about all these people's lives. We'll have a, we'll have a segment after. We're going to make up a bogus, a bogus rumor. This week we're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo... I wear cardigans at the beach, DiCaprio. You know, I'm a little jealous because he's going to the beach with sweaters on and we can't go to the beach. Do you think that's like rich people stuff? That's Leo stuff. Rich people stuff. Okay. he got a nice yacht too. He has a nice yacht, but he's like a people person. Would you live on a yacht? Mm. With Leo? No, why would you? I mean... I'm disturbed that you'd consider it more with him. I would consider it with Leo. Are you crazy? But you're not trying to have a career in acting. What do you get from that? Okay, but I, could, I can't party with Leo? What if he's an asshole? What if you don't want to party with you? What I if he straight up tells you, like, bro, fact. you're a maggot? No. That's fine. I, I can have a really good story. Would you still be a fan if, like, your favorite actor told you, you know, you fuck know, off? Like, they, you're doing shit. They say, and your podcast trash. What if he says that? Mm. You're going to be like, damn, bro, why you got to be an asshole? You know, I'm just yeah, a fan. I don't, I don't think he has to go that far. <laughs> Sweater made out of your tears now. Word to SpongeBob. Like SpongeBob. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that reference. Uh, Leo's fantastic career. Um, you know, being a jerk aside, talking shit about film purgatory aside, that guy's a really good actor. Yeah, there's no, there's no denying it. Mm. Like it's tough to have a conversation with somebody who undermines potential like that. I kind of, I think people reveal themselves, they expose themselves when they say like. You know, they compare two actors, one clearly better than the other, and it's like, yeah, all right, you're a casual film watcher, it's okay, right. yeah, I accept it. But Leo's, uh, I would say, at the top of the top, mm. there's not really many you can say are on par with him, or let alone surpass. So, this this should be a, not just a fun episode, but kind of special, because oh, yeah. we don't get many Leos mm. around. Like, if you take, remove Leo, and let's say all the other older actors that are classics, who do we really have left that, that that blows you away every time? You know, that's really impressive. You know what I'm trying to say? Christian Bale. That's true. That's a I good like one. Christian Bale. He's, he's a good one. Well, a... okay. You know what? I forgot. I apologize. Christian Bale, but also Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's the whole full Th- Those two guys are great. No, they're, they're definitely in my top fives. Um, but Leo just happens to be number one. 
but you're right you're absolutely right there's not many f- names out there that will have such an impact like the leos like the christian bales like the hugh jackmans and consistency consistent work consistent work that's consistent difficult quality that's that's a better word consistent quality uh leonardo wilhelm dicaprio willem willem like w-i-l-h-a-m yeah so uh his middle name was named after his maternal grandfather okay so his mom's dad yeah which is his first name I mean, uh, that sounds like an old timey name yeah i mean he, like sh- willem defoe yeah spelled like that i'm gonna say yes wait, it's the wrong wait, person asking about spelling you. how is it spelled how is- <laughs> wilhelm well, oh, okay. I don't know how Willem, Willem's name is. I'm telling you, it's the wrong person to ask about oh, spelling. Sorry. I just, I'm very curious with spelling. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. Jo, do Jo Who from last week. <laughs> Gene Haldo. Oh. I was like, damn. <laughs> you sound like one of those sub actors for the anime. <laughs> Gene Haldo. Uh, Leo was born on November 11th, 1974. He's 47 years old. I got to say, he doesn't look like it. He's getting up there. Yeah. He's getting up there, but like he's aging pretty nice. Like fine wine. You sound like a little fanboy. I don't know. It's my number one. Little man crush. Number one. <laughs> uh, born in Los Angeles, California. He has starred in 30 films, two pending, three short films, seven television shows, mostly guest starring, with exception of two, which would be Growing Pains and Parenthood. And over 101 awards. That's right. But not all good. Okay. Right, we gotta okay. give him one. Why? Just one. He has one negative. Why, why'd one you there? have to say that though? Yeah, we didn't have to mention that fact. No, because it builds suspense for our audience. Mm. Now how, they're wondering what. That's right. He received the negative one. Even he has fallen. Okay, so Leo is uh, the only child of Ermelin and George DiCaprio. Ermelin was a legal assistant, and George was a cartoonist. He made cartoons or comics. Okay. He has the creative background. Yeah. That's good. Ermerlin is German descendant with uh, Russian ancestry. And Leo's father is also German descendant with Italian in there as well. Uh, because of his background, he learned how to speak fluent German at a very young age. Man, you know what? Now that I think about it, knowing that he speaks German now, the first movie that came to mind, I was like, yo, it would have been a cool little collab, nice little... If they would have made a, another character alongside Hans Landa. In Glorious Bastards. In Glorious Bastards. Yeah, I, I thought feel the like same he thing. He would have killed it. That would have been really good. Michael Fassbender, Leo. I would not be surprised if Quentin Tarantino did not at least consider Leonardo DiCaprio. At a very young age, Leonardo DiCaprio was diagnosed with OCD. I remember we were talking about this earlier. Leo actually found a way to try to combat that, trying to do impersonations. And he had such a good time with it. His parents saw the the ability, the the skill that he had in that, and they decided to get him a talent agent. This talent agent actually suggested him trying to change his name. He thought that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was too hard to pronounce. That was going to affect him in his work. So he suggested the name Lenny Williams. That's terrible. It was a terrible name. I'm glad he kept Leonardo DiCaprio. It's, it's, I mean, it may be a lot of syllables. Yeah. But it stands out, you know. You know, you recognize him. It's, uh, it's a big name. It's well, you know, a big name. you know, um, when Leo's parents, when when his mom was was pregnant with him, they were in in Florence, Italy, and they were at a museum, and they were looking at a picture of Da Vinci, and when they were looking at the picture, Leo decided to kick 
and they took that as an astronomical sign that they had to name him after the famous painter Leonardo it's a cool name because you could say Leo mm. Leonardo you could say Lenny I mean if my name was Leonardo I'm not I would not like Lenny mm. so Leo actually started with a lot of commercials and educational videos like most do eventually he got his first big role in the show Parenthood that's the one that I told you about earlier the two shows that he actually started more than one episode okay uh, he started I think 12 episodes he was still a child actor at this point yeah that's actually where he met uh, Tobey Maguire nah all oh, their best friends that's right yeah his feature film debut was in 1990 though and that was the low budget straight to video Critters 3 it was very forgotten I remember that movie though you saw it? Critters. When I was like, you know the sci-fi channel used to play all those dumb movies? Yeah, very low, low budget. I used to watch the Species. You remember the Species movies? Yeah. I used to watch that on sci-fi. Like, there were yeah. so many of those dumb movies that I would watch on sci-fi. So it's not that I like them, but seeing gory, creepy stuff like that is, is uh, I guess, like a guilty pleasure, even mm. if the movie's terrible. I hear you. So it's, like, it's one of those. So eventually, Leo actually landed a role on ABC sitcom Growing Pains. He was there for 23 episodes, and that actually helped him out uh, as far as his talent. Ironically, it helped his growing pains in the acting world. Of course. So much so that he eventually got noticed over a hundred actors to be hand-chosen to star in the movie This Boy's Life, opposing Robert De Niro. And it was actually Robert De Niro who hand-chose Leonardo DiCaprio. Bobby Benjamin. Bobby Benjamin saw something in this kid and he decided, man, this kid's gonna be good. It's almost like he's a good fella. Nice. Nice. At the end, he wasn't. <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> so, after an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor in What's Eating at Gilbert Great, opposite of Johnny Depp, congratulations, Johnny, Leo found himself getting steady work. Eventually, he started getting lead roles in Basketball Diaries and Romeo and Juliet. I gotta say, I saw Romeo and Juliet. I was not a fan. Unfortunately, you look at the time frame, I mean, what other choice does he have? It's, mm. it's Shakespeare. Who wouldn't want to be, you know, in the world of acting, right? In the, what do they call actors? Uh, in the world of thespians, right? How are you not going to take a live-action film, the role of the main protagonist in a live-action film of the most famous Shakespeare play mm. in a movie? We're talking about a movie, right? I can understand why he would take it, even if maybe he didn't think it was the best role or maybe he didn't like the screenplay, whatever. How could you not take it? Right. So I understand. Right. I don't I don't disagree with his decision to accept the role. It actually made him a heartthrob prior to this big movie that uh, I'm going to talk about before, like after after what happened after. But uh, I just don't like the, the way they went about it. You know, it's like a modern day word for word Shakespeare. And it just doesn't click for me. I don't know. Great performance, though. I'm just not a fan of Shakespeare in general. Mm. Don't hate me. I'm not going to pretend to like something just because it's a classic. It's fuck you, bro. Fan. How many times are we going to watch Hamlet in movies, bro? Yeah, too many like, times. I'm kind of done. How many times? Word to Josie. How many people have this toxic love fantasy in their head because of Romeo and Juliet? Again, word to Josie. There you go. Because of Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo was actually hesitant on taking the lead role of Titanic. Not only did James Cameron have to convince Leo... But the production studios to have Leonardo DiCaprio as a leading role because they wanted uh, Matthew McConaughey. That's tough. Yeah. I wonder how much he <laughs> Matthew McConaughey <laughs> regrets. 
I think he, I think he's he's friends with Leo actually. No. Well, that that's it wasn't really up to him. It, James Cameron just really wanted Leonardo. Oh, yeah. He wanted him as as the lead role. But again, the, the production studio they weren't sure about him. They wanted Matthew, and Leo wasn't sure because he didn't want to be another romance movie right, type. Right. So he wanted to stay away from that. But he decided to go, and that made him uh, a worldwide name, household name, Leonardo right. DiCaprio. That was it. After that movie, that was like the movie for him. Yeah, that was yeah. that started the Leo mania. Right. Like people would say after Roman Juliet that he was a known actor. Right. But after Titanic, he was. Like the young guy up and coming and oh, yeah. at that point that skyrocketed his career. It was the most expensive film and for a long time it was the highest grossing film uh, of all time. I believe it was Avatar. Avatar that beat. Yeah, another right? James Cameron. Yeah, another James Cameron. Yeah. He killed him in Ta- yeah. Terminator, Titanic, Avatar. The money that he's made is ridiculous. James Cameron week. Maybe. Another day, another day, another dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that that really ricocheted. Leo into the the man he is now, but uh, that that um, that brought him to unconventional projects, and that led him to work with Spielberg in Catch Me If You Can and Gangs of New York with Martin Scorsese. Oh yeah, the latter of which he eventually developed uh, a good relationship with, and they collaborated between the two of them to make five movies, high-profile movies. With one on the way. With one on the way. Uh, Gangs of New York, The Departed, The Aviator, Shutter Island, and Wolf of Wall Street. Killers of the of the Flower Moon would be the, the pending one. I believe it's it's set to re-release fall of this year. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I believe because I thought I read something about October um, this year. I'm hoping that it is this year because I am I am uh, very excited for for that film. Oh yeah, we got Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Which again, he's gonna co-star with him it's funny because uh, Robert De Niro and Jack Nicholson are Leonardo's uh, favorite actors so it's nice he worked with both of them but Jack is in the Jack worked with him in The Departed oh I thought you meant that he was in Killers of the Flower no 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 he just has worked with both of them at oh, one okay. point oh yeah which is probably dream come true for him oh yeah now he gets to work with him now he gets to work with Robert De Niro this film also has Jesse Plemons and for those of you not familiar, again, he's not not a big name, but I've seen him here and there. I've seen him in a few a few movies. He was actually the bully. This is how I remember him. Oh, from Like Mike. From Like Mike. Oh, come on. So this is how I remember him when I was a kid, right? And then I saw him in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. I actually spoke about this movie yeah. last year. It was uh-huh. a really long time ago. It was on HBO Max. Uh, not a huge part, but he was in it, whatever. And then I saw him in Antlers. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, there he is again. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, he's in Killers of the Flower Moon. So it's like, now he's getting some steady work. He's, it's been so many years, and he looks pretty different. He definitely looks older, he's gained a little bit of weight, but same face. You know, I recognize him immediately. I remember him in Breaking Bad. He was in Breaking Bad as well, yes. And then when they made uh, El Camino, like, he was considerably fat. <laughs> And he did yeah. not. He did not look the same. Yeah, because he gained weight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he does look just, a little. little it, different. it was just very evident that, like, you know, damn, that would, you let yourself go. Hey, it happens. It happens to to the best of us. Not to Leo, but hey, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> but speaking of Leo, um, he has not been short of uh, high profile movies. A lot of movies. A uh, Blood Diamond, Body of Lies, Inception, my number one. Django Unchained, The Great Gatsby, The Wolf of Wall Street, like we mentioned. The Revenant. That's his Oscar winner. His Oscar winner. 
But you know what? You got to give uh, a lot of praise to Leo, not for his work, not for his uh, commitment to his his, his trade, um, but a lot of the things he does outside of the, of the movie studios. Uh, he's a well-known environmentalist. He uses his uh, elevated status to try to bring certain issues to light, humanitarian, philanthropist, and whatnot. He just helps people. It's nice. Okay. I like to see actors that actually care. I might be biased. I don't know. A little bit. A little biased. <laughs> um, but it's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, we love to see people who use their platform to do, do at least use their platform to do something they believe in. Mm-hmm. Brian, let's do something. Let's do top three and worst three. Okay. Yes. Okay. So top three for me. Oh, and most overrated. Okay. So top three, worst three, and most overrated. Yeah. Okay. So top three for me, starting off, Inception. That's my number one. That's that's a given. Love that movie. Best director, best actor, best of both worlds. Scores great, visually fantastic, story strong. Just fantastic overall. I like it. Good cast too. I'm a fan of Blood Diamond. I like that. Okay. Very Interesting strong. choice. Interesting Very strong. choice. I like it. It's just. It's a good story. It's strong. You have uh, Jodu, Jobu. What's that dude's name? Oh, you're trying to to, to pronounce his. I name. don't have I don't have my notes. Um, I know who you're talking about. That he's always like a supporting actor. Hey, you're talking about Jimon Honsu. Jimon. Jimon Honsu. Jimon. Yeah, I like that movie. He's good. It's a good movie. It's a strong story. Um, nothing over the top. I like the fact that it's not uh, it's not unrealistic. It's very true. Blood diamonds are very real. It tries to not be Hollywoodified. Serious issue. And my third has to be Shutter Island. Fantastic, fantastic movie. Martin Scorsese strikes again. What a beast. Shutter Island was. I think you know Shutter Island is one of those movies that. When it first was released, I remember it not getting too much traction. I mean, don't get me wrong. Was it popular because of Leo and because of Martin Scorsese doing something a little different than what he usually does? Of mm. course. But it's not until now. I would say in hindsight, we're talking about a movie that is over 12 years old, almost a little over 12. Right. It, that people have come to appreciate it because I see more film enthusiasts kind of mention that movie and they're, you know, oh, underrated or not, not talked about enough kind of films like, hey. Why did you know? Why did this not take off at the time? Kind of know, but right. it really does click all those all those boxes. Like not only is the performance great, but mm-hmm. it's well written. Mm-hmm. The the pacing is pretty good, and it's a good mystery. It's a good yeah. mystery, and a nice twist at the end. A nice, nice little twist. A nice uh, healthy twist. Yeah, right, right. It wasn't out of this world. But right. It was. It was a good film. I liked it. A worst three. I gotta say, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't like it, man. I fell asleep. Really slow. Okay. Quentin really uh, missed it on that one. Uh, Romeo and Juliet mentioned it before not yes. a fan just the performance is good it's just the the way they went about things I didn't like it the whole modern thing and Shakespeare's overrated fuck you and S- Jay Edgar okay. dude did you see that thing never I've heard it's boring it is so slow fantastic performance another uh, biopic from Leo he's done a couple of them but uh, man this was this was really slow man I just I cannot I don't know how I finished that thing that was that was really hard J. Edgar yeah J. Edgar alright and what about most I'm, I'm surprised actually I'm surprised you left Once Upon a Time for your worst most overrated 
the revenant nice yeah that's tough it just wasn't it wasn't um wasn't all that great performance congratulations yeah yeah he finally got it but uh the movie wasn't all that great man it was just really boring it just so happens that he didn't have as much competition as he did in other ways leo should have won oscars in multiple films Catch Me If You Can, he should have got one. Blood Diamond, he should have got one. The Django Unchained, he should have got one. Plenty of times where Leo deserved an Oscar, even Titanic. He didn't get one. That's tough. Plenty of other times he could have gotten one, but he didn't. And this is the one he got one. It just because it just so happens that he was against very weak competition. So, great performance. Just overrated out all his movie. It was really slow. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree on a lot. Because for sure, on my top three, Inception is there. Mm. Um, I don't know if I have an order, mm. but I definitely have to put Inception. And uh, it's tough for me because I like a lot, but there's a few that I'm like, oh, should I leave it for? All right. Number one, the one I enjoyed the most, mm. right? In hindsight, was Wolf of Wall Street. What a bitch. That's number one for me. What a I thought that movie was very interesting given my, that time, I guess, in my life, I was very interested in, 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 in the things that we're talking about, the things that we're going through. And it was a story I'd never heard of. But And even at the time, I, I, even though I was into movies, I wasn't really focused on who directed it. I wasn't as into it, the details as I was now. Right. It's like in hindsight, yeah, that's a Martin Scorsese film. I realized, okay, it has all his his attributes, his little touches in him. Right. I really enjoyed that movie. To me, that movie is just so rewatchable. I love it. it was, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It has plenty of good actors that are were also funny. Other characters in the oh, film. Yeah. Uh, we got Jonah Hill. You got John Bernthal, Margot Robbie. You know all those all those characters. And I thought they did a really good job in that movie. For me, that's my number one. You know um, that I'm sorry. You know that Leo actually never took drugs in, in his life. He had to refer to a lot of people's references as through their past. But like his performance of like uh, him, I guess going through. Those drug phases. Oh, when you were, oh off the quaaludes, you're talking yeah, about yeah, Wolf. He, oh he's yeah, he's never taken any drug at all. Like that's, that's, that's crazy. I like that. Interesting. Um, after that, I would have to say Inception. Inception is a, is a hard movie to, to look over for obvious reasons. I'm not gonna dive too much deep. I think we've gone over that movie multiple times in the past as well. But number three, I'm gonna have to say ah, this was tough, bro. few that like you know what I'm saying that kind of go back and forth I'm gonna have to say Django Unchained yeah fucking bitch I like Django Unchained as number three <sighs> I'm gonna say I wanna base off my my rankings a little bit of a mix of how much I enjoyed the movie and how much I think his performance like influenced it mm. and Django Unchained was one of those movies that towards the end I'm like oh man you know it's a little long whatever mm-hmm. But specifically Leo, Leo kind of, when he was in the scene, he always was front and center. He was always, I think, stealing the spotlight. To me, that says a lot for an actor that wasn't even in the majority of the film, not the main, not the protagonist. Well, he's done that plenty of times. Right. And with another movie I was, I was going to mention, but honorable mention too, What's Eating at Gilbert Grape. That's, that's one of those films where I would say, you know, the movie was a little slow, but his performance was great. Mm. And that's what I'm really looking at. Right. Uh, in Django Unchained specifically, it's number three, the guy... Went through a whole scene. I think he cut his hand. He did. And you would never have known. You know, it was just, it seemed like acting. Yeah, he didn't break character. Yeah, he didn't break character. I respect that. Wolf of Wall Street, again, never taking drugs, but 
you'd think that he did. You'd right. think that many of the scenes, like I remember they smoked crack. Right. Because they didn't understand how bad the, the effects of it was and mm-hmm. they smoked crack together. So and, convincing. Right. It was really good. I thought they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for most overrated, I can agree with you. I don't think it's The Revenant because most people agree that that's a boring movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've met one person that raves about it. I think everybody's like, yeah, Leo was great. But it was boring. And it's like, everybody kind of agrees. Right. But the one where I can't seem to understand, and I've mentioned this, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. To me, okay. that movie was just so boring. Yeah. So to me, that's his most overrated film. Mm. Um, although, like I said, The Revenant, could he have one be- uh, could he have one best actor for the movie? Sure. But most people agree that with that statement. I don't think I've ever had that argument. Most people are like, yeah, it was a whatever movie, but he was he was good at least. I just think that it, the reason why it's overrated is because he's always going to be known. Like, oh, that's his Oscar winner. That's his Oscar, that's his Oscar yeah. winner. But it's like, no, the, the movie wasn't good yeah. at all. You know, so like, eh. And going down in history, that that's that's why it's, it's a little overrated. But, okay, what are your worst ones then? Okay, so from my final of his top three worst movies, J. Edgar, Roman Juliet. I'm gonna go with the beach. Damn. For an obvious reason, just Damn. one reason. And going back to what we said earlier, mm. he received a negative award for this. Damn. He received a Razzie mm. for well, Raspberry, a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actor. And he actually lost to John Travolta. So he lost or won? It says that he lost. So I think it's like because if you won the Razzie, you're actually losing. So I think it's it's like. It's like saying they weren't as bad as you. I don't know. Yikes. That's what it says here, but I'm just going to say he took home mm. <laughs> the Raspberry Award for Worst Actor Man. Um, in the beach. So It's all right, Leo. It's from like 2000. It's yeah. not not a big deal. Can't win them all. Yeah. He had a huge high with Titanic. He took mm. a fat L with that, but everything after, pretty much dub views. Yeah. You, you know can say that. Strong, solid performance. Yeah. So I want to ask you a question. I know what you're going to ask me. What I am I going to ask? You're going to ask me the rating. And then I'm going to have to go first. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, good. Not, not yet. Not. It was, it's a fresh question. Not, <laughs> okay, okay. So, would you have rather mm. Leo never did The Revenant and never have won the Oscar? Or what he has today, which is the Oscar with The Revenant, with an overrated film? Yes. Because I'm a big Leo fan, but we've talked about this before. We cannot judge these actors or their careers based on awards we've mentioned this before we actually put uh bobby benjamins as a good example robert de niro uh you can't have a conversation of great actors of all-time great actors without mentioning robert de niro's without mentioning christian bales without mentioning al pacino al pacino's or the leonardo dicaprio's the revenant i feel was uh was a kevin durant win a kevin durant championship it was like a a very weak championship. He didn't really deserve it. Okay. Fair. Uh, it's just But he, he has it. He has it. Right. So you have to put him in the conversation. Yeah. Okay. Um and and you know, I, I don't judge Leo on what he's won, what he hasn't won, the Razzie he has. Right, right. It doesn't matter. The you guy, enjoy his whole career. He is a fantastic actor. He's my number one. Just overall he's the best. In my opinion, he's he's the GOAT. Greatest of all time. I think um he could have done without the Revenant. Honestly, I so think, you you so you would prefer he'd never had done the Revenant and not one. I think he could have done he could have gotten any award with any other movie. So the Revenant uh, was not necessary in my opinion. I'm gonna go with that because I believe he has the talent to eventually win one anyways. Yeah. So I'm betting on his fruit on his future career. Mm. 
because uh, he can only get better, right? Oh, yeah. So, for all we know, he gets nominated and wins for Killers of the Flower Moon. What I don't know is, will he be the main or will he be the supporting? I heard he's supporting. Oh, really? That's what I heard. Oh, I, 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 I think, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he was offered the lead role, but he decided not to take it. It's funny because uh, one of the short films that he did was with Martin Scorsese and Robert Nero and, and, and Brad Pitt. It's called The Audition. It's actually pretty funny. It's like a 14-minute little short. Oh, okay. But uh, it had to do with him auditioning or competing against Robert De Niro auditioning for a part in Martin Scorsese's new film. And it's funny because, you know, Flowers of the of the Killer Moon stars Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. It's a Martin Scorsese film. Um, but yeah, last time I, I, I read, uh, Leo would be a supporting actor. He's not okay. going to be a lead. But even then, yeah, he, he can still... But now, but now knowing that, because I thought it was the other way around, given that just, you know, Robin Nero's so much older. Right. Kind of at the latter end of his career. Wasn't, I wasn't expecting him to be the lead actor. So if he is the lead actor, huh, and it's a Scorsese film, maybe he gets another nomination. That'd be cool to see. Not that he needs to win, but right. it'd be nice to see him get, like, one last nomination, one last strong performance. Right. Because, you know, we've seen him recently with the Meet the Fockers and, mm. you know, the intern movies that he's never going to get nominated for. But right. he looks like he had fun doing Oh, yeah. Which is cool. Cool to see. I like seeing that. He's older. You can say, I mean, Robert De Niro got nominated. Um, he won the Academy Award for what? Raging Bull? Yes. Okay, so after that, it just seemed like that wasn't a focal point of his. He just did movies to to make them that yeah. he had fun with. So you know what? I might change my answer. The Revenant was necessary because all of a sudden, that whole uh, chasing the, the Academy the Award Academy. wasn't a focal point of Leo. Now maybe we get to see quality work of movies that he actually feels passionate about and that's something that we all fell in love with Leo in the first place so you know what I, I changed my answer yeah The Revenant was necessary I okay. would have rather him get that over with get the W and now just focus on getting, you know, putting good quality work just like the person who made his career Robert Nero interesting interesting take and uh, I love the the cycle I love the full circle mm. analogy you made there you know with, with these careers and these great actors that we really had the pleasure of, of enjoying mm. most of their careers. Strong career. Again, we can't uh, we can't express this enough. Leonardo is is one of the greatest actors of our generation, and uh, I, for one, am, am am very grateful of having to see his his career blossom in in the way that it has. All right. What about full rating for Leo's career? No, that's it. Time has passed. No, no, you gotta go ahead. That segment. Did was, I go was first over. last week or did you? I went first last week. All right, so I'll go. <laughs> I didn't go first. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I'll go. I'll go. It's all right. It's it's your favorite actors' week, so I'll go. I'm gonna say, given the consistency, the quality of work, how many favorite movies you could say, right? One of those memorable careers, um, just the, all the collaboration, everything, as an individual. He deserves a 10 out of 10. Fuck, man. I agree. I agree 100%. How? See, you you knew that. You knew I would give it a 10. So that's why you said... That's why I didn't mind going first. Damn. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, bitch. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I'd agree. Yeah, it's the strong work. Damn. All right. Actually, I'll say 9.9. .9, if that makes you feel better. No, I'm just... Petty. Petty as fuck. <laughs> Not 10, 10. Easy, <laughs> easy 10. Um, if you haven't seen any of these movies, any of his 30-plus movies, we highly recommend a lot of them. You know, it's, it's good quality work. 
It's consistent work, not the beach. Um, but yeah, definitely check them out. You can see a lot of them. I know HBO Max has a couple. Um, I think they have uh, Shutter Island and then the Gangs of New York. They have a few. They have Jay Edgar too. Jay Edgar as well, but we don't recommend that. Yeah. One. No. <laughs> uh, Pluto has Pluto TV has a couple. Netflix might have some. Don't Look Up was don't a recent one. On Netflix, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely check him out. He's all over the place. Leonardo DiCaprio, the goats. Brian, is there anything you want to talk about recently? Um, nothing big, but I did start watching Vinland Saga. It's mm. a, this Norse anime. Pretty, pretty good animation. Uh, pretty good action scenes. Uh, but that's it. Nothing much else. I'm still going through it, so I gotta finish it. Like to give a full review. Nice. I actually saw Jurassic World Dominion. Man, it's not it, buddy. It's not it. Uh, a couple words I can describe this movie as. And I've spoken to a couple people about it already. It's very stale. It's very forced. Really, really awkward. Yeah. Um, Are they forcing humor like in the like in the Marvel movies? Yeah, it's really more of it, the the fan service is really evident on this one. There was no need to bring Doctor Grant or oh, okay. or, or Malcolm. There was no need whatsoever. Right, right. Um, it was very forced in that way, and they kind of really tried to make it uh, funny. But uh, to me, it wasn't. I don't know. Visually, it was great. Seeing the dinosaurs is, is all fun and games. Right. That's their bread and butter. Yeah. Having the dinosaurs and those little jump scares, it's nice. And it was there. It's not that they were, the dinosaurs weren't there. It was cool seeing different kinds of dinosaurs. But um, you know what? Wu, Dr. Wu is the one who created these, uh, these dinosaurs yeah. with uh, genetic engineering right, and right, stuff. Right. And I feel like... Dr. Wu is a good analogy on the on the producers or the filmmakers of of Jurassic Park because you just have to one up yourself every single movie. You had to make these these dinosaurs a lot bigger, a lot faster, a lot Smarter. better. Yeah, because you had to get people to to come watch the movie somehow. So it's just it, it's just more of the same thing. You know, I I guess the worst part about this movie is um is that it stopped really being about the dinosaurs. It goes into genetics a little bit more. If you saw the last, the Fallen Kingdom, um, you know you see that uh, there was a human that was genetically engineered, the little girl. In Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it, it becomes more about that. So when it stops being about the dinosaurs, like, what the hell's the point? Uh. Just like when Fast and the Furious stopped being about cars. That's exactly what I, the feeling I got. Like you had these guys um, go into a secret CIA mission to try to get the, this little girl back. And, and there was these unnecessary stunts and it stopped being about the dinosaurs. So it was a lot of, of Fast and Furious vibes. So I pray to God, please, this be the last it. Just let it die right here. That's it. But I don't know. You never know. There's always somebody out there. The Velocipaster. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, guys, um, I don't know. I don't recommend it. Honestly, I'd give it about a five. But if you want to, go ahead and watch it. So next week, Director's Week, James Cameron. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, that's going to do it, guys. Uh, we really appreciate all the support and all the feedback. If you like today's episode or have ideas for future episodes, you should definitely get in contact with us. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our username is Film Purgatory or Film underscore Purgatory. 
And please remember to turn on all notifications on your streaming services so you know as soon as we drop the latest episode. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next week.